You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Flyers get a nice win versus the Pens, then drop back-to-back games to the Caps and the Isles, where they were dominated in one game and seemingly dominated the other. Consistency continues to be blah, blah, blah. I think you guys know the rest of this. Hey everybody, I'm your host with the most, Joe Gazarian, and I am a fan of Wade Allison. I think he's uh, he's looked pretty good so far, good speed, he got a goal, um, good energy, and he's not afraid to go go to the crease, which is a good thing. We, we need some greasy goals, so um, I'm, I'm a big big Wade Allison guy right now. And uh, I'm Matt Arenick, and the good news is we do not have to watch this Flyers team play the Cap- Capitals, excuse me, Islanders ever again. Hopefully. Who knows? Maybe Chucks just says this summer, let's run it back. Yeah, yeah I sure hope not. Uh, I'm Mike Zawissa, and you would have thought on take two of this recording I would have scripted out my intro, but I did not. So all I'll say is uh, I'm not surprised that that game tonight could have ended any other way. Uh, own goal in overtime after you largely dominate the entire time, so that's fun. Much like the media icon Steve Coates, you tend to go just off the cuff, Mike. So you should just embrace it. You've got more in common with Coatsy than you think. Yeah, assuming you'll have your own Twitter account. That's yeah, right I on all appreciate quotes. to uh, to lose the Coatsy uh, <laughs> comparisons. Actually, the Coatsy moniker. You don't want it. All right, fine. I'll be Coatsy. I like yeah. Coatsy. Um, before we get into it, though, boys. Before we get to the hockey talk, and then uh, a little, we'll do a quick, probably lap around the league. Let's hear from a quick word from our sponsor. Um, This weekend's UFC 261 is sure to be a can't-miss event. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes for this weekend's fight. DraftKings is offering all players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, Pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey. DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now. Use promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, let's get into some hockey talk. So this is take two. The um, the Flyers beat the Penguins. Um, Carter Hart looked good. The team overall played some pretty good hockey. Follow that effort up with just getting demolished by the Caps. Um, and then tonight, Sunday night, they lose to the Islanders in overtime uh, after dominating most of the game. Um, I want to quick jump to you guys first. Um, for a lot of these games, I was either not able to watch them fully or, or on the road and just listening. So I want to hear what you guys have to say. We're actually able to visually take in a lot of these games. 
Um, what were your guys' thoughts on the on this past week's action? I guessed. Um, I mean, I did not watch the Pens game. I forget for what reason I I, I didn't watch it, but because uh, you have a life, because you have a soul. Yeah, I mean that might be it. Did Did Wade Allison make his debut in that game? He did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have a I have a Wade Allison talking point that I'll bring up after we go through these games, but uh, I think it'll be a fun conversation. And All then right. um, I think I I had another thing I was going to bring up too, but again I'll wait until we all give our takes. But uh, yeah, from what I saw or on Twitter reaction from it, it was uh, you know just an average hockey game, nothing crazy about it. Um, some nice goals and just absolute filth in the shootout by Claude Giroux and uh, Sean Couturier. So whenever they those two score on the shootout, it's it's highly real-worthy. Um, and Carter Hart with the big glove save, too, to end the shootout. Huge for his confidence. I love when he Hart gets amped for a celebration. He had a um, boost celly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge fan of that. And I think it's good to hear that he had a really good game and followed up his last performance, I think, was also very solid before that. Um, tough to see him go down with injury, but at this yeah. point, maybe just shut him down the rest of the year. Um, let him, he's gotten his confidence back. Let him just, there's only a handful of games left. I think there's like 10 games yeah, left or 11 I, I think it's left. 11 tonight. Yeah. So. so might not be the the worst idea. Um, but yeah, that's really all I have to say about that game. Having not seen it. And then, uh, also, which feels weird to say, I mean, we all talked about coming this year, how rarely we miss games. Um, but sure. I feel like this year I've just chosen not to like chosen to be like, oh, I could do this instead, you know? So, yeah, that is a common theme this year for, I would say probably flyers, flyers fans across the globe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then caps game, they had me fooled at two, two. I thought it was going to be, you know, down to the wire. Um, pretty nice goal by Provorov despite his struggles overall this year. He's, had a pretty solid offensive campaign. He might hit double-digit yeah. goals in a short Close. season, which is good. Um, G looking strong on the goal as well. And then Wade Allison getting his first career goal. Kudos to him. Uh, you're welcome for the Weeksy shout-out, by the way, Wade. Uh, I don't expect any – we don't want any donations for that, but maybe you <laughs> shoot us a nice DM or something or – I don't know. Yeah, you just come hop on, on the on pod. pod. Yeah, hop on yeah, the pod. Yeah, yeah, come on the pod. We should, we should, uh, we should do that. Um, and then tonight's game was a hockey game. I mean, I don't think it was as boring as people said it was, it was on Twitter. Boring. I mean, there was some really good action in the second, especially like some back and forth stuff. Um, Flyers definitely good goaltending. Yeah, Strogan is good. He he is he the shows, real deal, man. He he is. reminds me. I hate. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but just his movement in net. Uh, I talked about how he's kind of weird. He's like erratic sometimes, and he's like very athletic, and he's all over the place. I think that might be by design. He kind of reminds me of like a new age Hashik. Like mm. you can't get away with being Hashik in uh, the NHL today, but like, I mean, or like Tim Thomas, even like that type of style, right. like very. Athletic. Scrambly and athletic, but, like, it's all controlled. It's for a reason. And, I mean, he's hasn't played that much hockey yet in his career, so um, could be giving him too much. But he's good. He's a solid goalie. Um, but, yeah, Flyers could have easily won this game last year. They probably do. And tonight they didn't. So that's really it. Matt, I know you have 
thoughts on Travis Sanheim being the one that <laughs> scored <laughs> yeah, the, the game-winning I mean, goal? It was seemingly one of, without like having any goals or assists to speak of, it was probably one of his better games he's ever played. And we mentioned last podcast about how the D as a whole, uh, Ghost included, have been more active, pinching down the walls, keeping pucks in the zone, and even on the, the cycle in the zone in, in the – in the Islanders game, there's times where we just control play like we haven't all season. But I have to command or commend the Flyers. They they stick to never shooting the puck. They just they refuse. Like odd man rushes. If you think we're getting a shot on net, you're you're smoking something. So commend them on that. But yeah, I mean the the Peng, the Penguins game. It's always nice to beat the Pens. Um, there's no feel like worse feeling than lose to that team. Um, so it's nice to see that Jake scoring five hole on the ice is the least shocking thing of all time. Um, again, he does not like to lift the puck. His shootout attempts are always that it's coming down five hole or coming down fake shot, go wide, shoot as the goalie goes down along the ice. So it's funny to see, but I mean he's been playing super well. You mentioned G. Again, all the vets, maybe minus JVR, who's been in that sh- in that kind of drought recently, continue to just carry the team. Um, Capitals game. I'm trying to think, I don't know. I I'm just still shocked at how passive our penalty kill is. Like we talked about your all other the talking point, right, Mike? You were going to talk about the penalty kill. I think. Is that what it um, was? Um, no, I think I. I do. I, I remember the other thing I was going to bring up. It's not. It's not related to these games. So I'll wait to. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just shocking to me how like I know Chuck has to come out and say like all the coaches are safe, right? Like he, maybe he fully believes that, but I just don't understand how like if you look at all the top penalty killing teams in the league, the one common denominator is how aggressive they are, and we yeah. just sit back and our own announcers talk about it. They're like they always talk about wow that box really collapsed. Like they're really kind of giving them space to move around. And I mean, that's been the difference this year. As you look at, I saw an infographic of it. The top teams in the league, the one thing they all have in common is all of their special teams are in the top 10. And our penalty kill is like second to last. And our power play is not even average. It's, it's like 20th. So it's, it's frustrating that it continues to just be kind of same old, same old there. Um, but like we said, it's not necessarily shocking. I'm not like shocked to see it. And then Islanders, um, like we mentioned, I mean, it's good to see some consistent goaltending of late, I guess, outside of Alex Lyon, who, as Mike will say, is very much not an NHL goaltender. Everything that hits him just ramps up into the net. So to his, to his defense, he also got thrown in cold. Like he... No, he's yeah, not mean, an NHL. He's not an NHL goaltender. No, but he's better than what he showed. I mean, maybe slightly. Maybe. Like, yeah. He, Mike has a better eye for goaltending, but like the one goal, you you can't get scored on from the point on the ice. Like, I don't care if yeah. it's like the def, if it's not deflected five hole. Like, you should be able to be out on top of the crease enough to deter anything from on the ice from going in. Well, and. It, it, it wasn't like it was that wild of a deflection. Like, Jade, my little brother, immediately texted uh, texted me after that goal and was like, because we always joke about how small Alex Lyon looks in the net, and he's not like a big I think he is only like six foot or so, six one. 
Um, oh, there's but some he, homework. Let me see. He looks like his legs are like a toddler's legs in in the net. Like especially when he drops down, it looks like he covers up no space. He's six with foot the butterfly. one. Like. Six one, yeah. So like you and he drops down so early, so early. Like and I, I always think that's part of like Coatsy is a guy that always like. Well, I don't know why they're dropping down so early. They're like, well, because it's a butterfly goalie. That's the style. That's why they're dropping down. But Alex Lyon is dropping down, like, as soon as the puck is at the point, this dude is down, and his legs don't cover any net. And it's like, so, yeah, I mean, obviously the game's not on him. That loss wasn't on him, but, like, no. it is funny, I mean, like, we were... Go ahead, man. No, no, you go ahead. Sorry. Don't we, we were talking about it before the podcast started. Like, when Hart was struggling earlier in the year, like, people were begging for Alex Lyon to come up and see some games. And, like, every time he plays, it's like, why? Like, I understand he plays really well for the Phantoms, and he's a fan favorite. Everybody loves him. I have nothing against Alex Lyon personally or anything, but, like, he's just not an NHL goalie. He's a really good AHL goalie who will never be probably an NHL regular. He definitely won't be a starter and most likely won't be a backup. So, I, you know, it just... It showed even more in that game. He was a step behind every shot, in my opinion. His positioning's all over the place. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was nice to see, like you mentioned, like Hart in the Pens game played so solid. Elliott played solid tonight. So it's nice to see like some some better goaltending after what we watched this year. Now, mm-hmm. what I'll say, obviously, the Lion playing had more to do with just kind of a Hart can't go injury type of thing. But Myers being scratched in the Islanders game does kind of speak to me as, as to what is the plan, right? Like we're at the point in the season where we're selling off players because we know we're not going to make we're not going to make the playoffs. We're now like six points or five points behind the Rangers, believe it or not. Same number of games yeah. played, so we're five points behind them. So we're now in sixth spot. Like we're not going to make the playoffs. Anyone with a brain knows that. Why are we not? testing more things out like why are we not maybe kind of seeing what a younger goalie may look like especially if Hart's going to be out for a little bit longer or we shut him down like you mentioned Mike for the rest of the year like I, I think it's it's time to not continue to play known quantities and really start to ramp up as to okay what are we thinking for next year let's get them some sample size at the 10 game sample size left um, I'm just looking for some type of plan from from the big wigs, and I'm not seeing it. So, go ahead, Joe. Sorry for the long-winded answer. No, no. Like I said, I mean, you guys, you, you guys watched more more of the games uh, this past week than I've been able to. So, I I value your guys' opinion, and you know, it always helps when you can watch the game. It's one thing listening on the radio; it's another thing to actually see it on the ice. Um, just some things I just real quick want to highlight. Um, you guys mentioned it already, but Giroux. Um, just looked really good. He continues to fight. He continues to lead this team. He'll, if he could, you know, he would drag them kicking and screaming into the playoffs. But unfortunately, one man just—it's very hard to do that in hockey. So, uh, God bless him. He's doing everything he can. Hart looked really good in that Pens game. Um, they said he tweaked something at the end of the game, and um, he just wasn't able to go. That's why Lyon got to start. So, it's a lower body injury. Hopefully, it's not a groin thing because groins, you know can tend to be a lingering issue, especially in goalies. Um, I'm sure you know all about that, Mike, going post-to-post and everything. You can easily get 
you just just keep re-aggravating it. So hopefully, I was shockingly limber. Actually, I've never. Oh, I've been fortunate to never. Sustain I don't think that's shocking. Lingering. I don't think that's injury. shocking. But, uh, you, you look limber. You look. Well, all right. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we're going to catch some flack for that. All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> the Caps game, I didn't really get to watch most of it, just the first period. Um, what a shame. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Well, I was signing my life away to buy a car. So, you know, all evens out in the wash. Tonight's game, um, oh, Wade Allison, I'll say that. Uh, like I said, he, he brings some speed to the lineup. Uh, I just, I don't know. I watch his team, and I do think we're really slow. I know some of the, I don't know, just, we have good skaters, but they are not very quick skaters. I, I, I don't know what it is. Like, Hayes, he's he's got a kind of, it looks like a slow stride, but he actually, he's got pretty good speed. Same thing with Coots, like his, he doesn't, he doesn't burn people, but he's got good speed. Allison, Our guys cover ground. We yeah. don't have any burners. I think, no burners. I think it's ground. compete, too, a little bit. Like, outside of, like, yeah. G or Coots. Like law and like the people who bring the consistent compete, like yeah. that's what I think is noticeable about Allison. Is TK the is is the other one that should be he should be a burner. TK should be a burner, but yeah. you know we only see it, we seldom see it at least this year. I mean he, he definitely brought it last year, um, but he I was just happy to see a, a fresh face, you know, somebody new who brought something different to the lineup. Um, tonight's game. I mean, it's a story of the season, right? They dominate for two thirds, and and that's it. They they can't find a way to get in a goal. The goalie on the other side is really good, bounces off of Sandheim and goes in, and the game's over. Um, that's kind of how the season's gone. So, I think Mike, you said it. I'm not really surprised it ended that way. Um, kind of had a feeling it was going to end that way. That's kind of it for for these games. I, I like I said, I didn't have a ton to say. Um, Phil Myers has been a scratch two games now. Wondering if he's going to get when he's going to get back in the lineup. Like you said, you know, it's now is the time to kind of see what your known and unknown quantities are. And Bobby Haig is a known quantity. He is known from this universe to the next. Everybody knows what kind of game he brings. He brings it every night. It's not really changing or evolving. Meanwhile, we've got a player in Myers who, you know, you thought so highly on that you did not go out and acquire another defenseman. Um, and he has not lived up to that, that, that those expectations this year. He's been one of the worst defensemen on the team. And you're just, you're, I mean, how long are you going to scratch him for? Are you going to see what he brings the last 10 games of the season? Because you, you, either you, you need to know because you need to know internally what you have. So either they've made up their mind with him, they know what he is, and they're either going to trade him or they just know he's like a fifth or sixth defenseman. Or, I don't know, or they've just decided they're going to trade him no matter what and might as well just sit him. They're worried about their, his value going lower. I don't even think it could go lower. I mean, he's had a horrible year. He's he's a right-handed shot, though. People are going to want him. Skates well, recovers well. So, we'll see. I just wanted to ask you guys what you thought about, about Phil. And I know we talked about seeing other faces, maybe Cam York or Zamula. Is Zamula back from being hurt? I still don't know. Yeah, I think he is. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's um, it for me. I actually have a, a pretty solid segue, sort of, to what we're all my two my two questions or two things that I was going to bring up okay. are kind of connected to all this. So if Wait you want, uh, we can let's do it. I guess this isn't really segments, but like, and we can this can kind of take us the rest of the way, um, unless we want to 
talk about around the league real quick, but I think this works. Uh, this is this is more Flyers talk. So no, let's let's do this first, and then we'll just we, we don't have much to say around the league. And it wasn't a crazy okay. week, so yeah. All right. Well, I'll I'll pose it this way. So I had the crazy sort of they were they were showing the Flyers next six games during the the broadcast tonight, like in the third period. And do you guys know what the next six are? This is Rangers and Devils. Is that it? Rangers, Devils, yeah. Devils. Yeah, two, I'm going to the Sunday Rangers, game. Two Rangers games and then four against the Devils in a <laughs> oh, row. Oh. I'm now, going. I'm going to the Sunday Devils game. Oh boy. Well, I don't, yeah, it'll be nice to be back. I'll say it this way. Yeah. You, at the end of the day. Oh, nice I, I got a. I, I, I splurged. You got. I got some nice seats. I got. A, I got box yeah. seats because they're only like ten bucks more than the regular lower bowl seats. It's like all right, screw it. Yeah. It'll be. It'll be a good time, Joe. Um. All right, so given that, do we I, – I can't help but fight the feeling, knowing how the Flyers have been the past 10 years, that this team is going to rattle off six straight for no reason whatsoever. Other than and have then, a worse pick in yes, the draft. And then yes. wind up with five games left in the season, wind up like four points out, totally attainable. And then just go like, <sighs> oh, like one, like one, three and one to finish out the year, and they miss the playoff, like by like four points or something, three points. Like I just, I have a sneaking suspicion that that is how we're, and not because of the way this team has looked this year. This team isn't good enough to win six games in a row. No, but given the history of this team and the way this group does things. I don't know. Do we see that as a if Carter Hart was, would be back? Maybe. Yeah. But if Carter Hart doesn't play a lot of those games, then no. Um, mm-hmm. But a hundred percent, that could happen. Of of course, that could happen. I'll say this though: I am taking a. I have drawn a line in the sand with this team. Like I will mm-hmm. not allow myself to be sucked back in. For, <laughs> you if for they this year. if they win six if, if they win seven in a row, I'm still not. I I. <laughs> you guys are actually going to hold me to it. Don't let me get any kind of, you know, any kind of excitement. I I won't be able to help it. I, I will never say it. a bad thing about Robert Haig again if <laughs> they win six. Wow. Wow. If they win six in a row. So, you can hold me to that. that I mean, that we, we joke, but that's exactly how the Rangers got themselves back into. They caught the Devils and Sabres for like eight games in a row or something like that. And then yeah. they, they also shelled us the, for like 20 goals. So hey, yeah. Helps. Very true. Uh, all right, so all right, so you guys aren't are you guys aren't buying? Because I was no, going to no, say no. if that one, it's possible, if, it's very possible. Okay. I I am because buying it. It is case. a possibility. I am saying I personally, even if they do it, I'm not getting on the bandwagon. Don't care. I am don't off. Care. I am I am out. Yeah. I am, Elvis has that's left fair. the building. Because if if that's the case, they go on a six game win streak. You got to wonder, like, who's a part of it? Are Lizinski and Allison on the team at that point? Who's who's helping? What? configuration of the lineup is helping them do that yeah because that would be the configuration that they would buy in on next year guaranteed oh, um but that kind of leads me into this one that was more auxiliary okay this is more so this one i think we can get a solid conversation out of um i was listening and watching the capitals game uh saturday and was that yesterday Jeez. <laughs> yeah. um and i was seeing and hearing some discourse about this team, I'm not going to say from where, I'm not going to say from who, because everyone's entitled to their own opinion, and the, you know, the way they see the team, not my, not my job to blow them up here on our podcast forever. Just the same as I wouldn't want anybody to, you know, 
dunk on us or try to dunk on us or whatever. Mm. Um, 60-40. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I was hearing some people take some really strong stances about the Flyers, young players that are getting looks. So basically just Lazinski and Allison. Okay. Um, and the, someone made the statement that the young players that have now gotten a look have proven themselves mm. to the point that we can basically kind of build around them and like not worry about like filling it. Like we we can basically trade Patrick. We can potentially trade Limbaum. Limbaum. We can probably let JVR go or let Voracek go or whatever because Lazinski and Allison have now proven themselves. Uh, How many points do they have between I, them? <laughs> I think two. Two or one. I think it's one. Uh, yeah. So Jesus. when I heard that, obviously I kind of I got whiplash because I think it's hilarious that, and I I want to get to you guys in, like so quick on this too, but like I think it's my opinion on it is I think it's hilarious that the whole year people have been so hard on Patrick and Lindblom and Konechny and Myers and Sanheim and Provorov, like the young players on the team for not showing up this year. Rightfully so. They haven't played well, that well, or to their level. They didn't take the step forward. And people being like, well, you know, that's Chuck's fault for buying in on his young players. But then in the very next sentence say, I'm now totally ready to buy in on Wade Allison and Tanner Luzinski because of these two games they've played. Uh, so I, I think Flyers fans are just... We're just in a we're in a tough spot right now where like anything seems better than what is in front of us right now. Yes. And that type of thinking The grass is always generally greener. just Yeah, generally just gets you back to the same spot because the going into this season we were talking about how Phil Myers would be able to replace Matt Niskin and now we're talking about how Wade Allison will be able to replace Pat or James Van Riemsdyk or Oscar Lindblom. Like what what is your guys' takes on that? Like are a- a parallel I'll draw to last season was early on in the season, um, who was playing Tarinsky, right? Mm-hmm. Like I myself, yeah. like we always talk about small sample sizes. Like he looked pretty good. He was hitting people. He, was, he had some speed. He had a really nice shot down the wing. I still think he's a pretty decent shot. But as you can mm-hmm. tell now, like he's not an NHL player. He just doesn't have the like creativity offensively. Like he could be maybe like a, like a Chris Vandeveldi. He he could work as like a fourth liner or so, I think. Yeah, I mean he's he's got the motor um, and fourth line. I mean, listen, not every fourth liner has to be a a a dynamo, you know, playmaker. Can you skate? You know, are you physical on the forecheck? Can you block shots? Can you kill penalties? Can you do those things? Then you have a spot on my team and a spot on the fourth line. I don't need my fourth liner to be the second coming of Gretzky. So. Sorry, my, yeah. my headphone died. So essentially what I was trying to draw the... Yeah, we were, uh, we were, we were vamping for you <laughs> yeah, there, welcome. Matt. What, what I was trying to draw the comparison is like saying that would be like the same thing as the beginning of last year, being like, okay, yeah, like we can move on from Tyler Pitlick the very next game because Tarinsky showed that, right, in such a small sample yeah. size. It's like, I'm, I'm excited to see kind of what uh, Lazinski can show us, but to, to tell me from what you watched from Patrick and what you watched from Lazinski that you would rather trade Patrick like, that's just insane. Like, Patrick, even though he hasn't produced, and I've been unhappy with his production, like, he visibly looks like a better player 
than Tanner Lozinski, obviously. Um, and Wade Allison, he's looked good, but again, we're talking about such a small sample size. Like, I like that games. line. Yeah, Three I like games. that line. He had a it's... wide open net for a goal. Like, we've still yet mm-hmm. to even really see him use his best weapon in his shot. So, yeah. like, that's a little. Like you would like to think in a, in a three-game span, you would at least see one wrist shot coming down the wing from, from Wade Allison. So yeah, I'm that... not at a point where I'm going to be like... And the craziest thing is our, the whole point of this whole season has been why we've struggled outside of special teams and goalies is the young guys haven't produced. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we're going to bet on a new group of young players who are like made up of fourth... They, round picks. Even less, yeah, even less pedigree than the ones that we bought in on this year. Like, the only one that, like, even Matt, you brought up Torinsky. Like, the Flyers made a full-on bet on Nicholas Albu Kubel this year based on a 30-game sample size from him. Like, so it seemed like he was set. You know, this is what we're getting from this guy. And it, it's been anything but. So, you know, so much of hockey is, is uh, chemistry and configuration and getting hot at the right time like I, I it just it's troubling to me that like i said like maybe as a fan base like we're not really sure even what we want like if we're in a point where we think watching wade allison on like in the top six next year is going to be like that's going to be an improvement over what we have now like uh i don't know i don't know about that like i uh, yeah I think, yeah, I think it's, he it's battles just a weird his way. In, it is. It, you and I'll let Joe get his, get some words in here, but I think you let like Wade Allison or them battle it out in camp in the bottom six, yeah, yeah. right? Like, I think they'll they'll probably make the team next year. But to say that they've proven, yeah, I, proven I, is a I, is a terrible choice. Yeah, it's a tough. Words. That's a tough choice. What do you say, Joe? <laughs> Whoever thinks that we can bank on Wade Allison and, and Lazinski should not be able to operate a motor vehicle. Like, the, <laughs> like if that's their judgment is, is that off of three games for Allison and, and, and more for Lazinski that this is what you build your future on or those two guys who, I mean, what's Wade Allison's like ultimate ceiling second line Top, ultimate yeah, ceiling second line winger maybe second line yeah. winger is, is that's his ultimate that's if everything uh, scott hartnell type basically. yeah if everything yeah. lands right his ultimate ceiling is a second line winger and you're giving up on you're ready to move on from uh, the only one that you could talk me into it would be patrick but even then you couldn't talk me into it banking banking on these guys they just it, no no patrick looks like an he is an nhl player he might yeah. not be on this team, but he is an NHL player. He has the physical tools. He has yeah. the he's got he's got the size, like I just said. But he's also he's got, got the skill. The, he's got the playmaking ability. He's got you know the hockey sense to be an actual NHL player. Yeah. I mean, best case scenario for Lazinski is he's a third or fourth line guy. Which hey, I mean, you still need those uh, players, right? I mean, they you need young cheap players to fill out the bottom half of your lineup. But uh, to to think that they can produce. You know, on the same level as a Lindblom or a Konechny after this sample size, man. Yeah, I mean, Lazinski uh, doesn't look like anything, in my opinion, more than a fourth liner. Like, if he hits as a fourth yeah. liner, I think that's his. Him his and Bunneman, and I feel like we, we've got a lot of those guys, right, that are, that are, you know, listen, they might score a ton in college, but that does not translate to the NHL. So, like, Lazinski, 
was good. I Torinsky is the other guy that I think a lot of people are really high on. Like, I, I don't know. It's a very different game. Um, and if, if you're moving on from a Lindblom, a Patrick, a Konechny, you're bringing in a roster player who's going to be yeah. at equal or better value, hopefully. So it doesn't make sense. And you're sense. selling it's not low like, on all of them. Right, you're, well, the you're selling thing. low on them. But so, like, let, let, like, just do a hypothetical trade. So, like, you trade, you trade TK and, and Patrick, right? You ship both of them off together. They're the next Richards and Carter. You ship them both off and you get, I don't know, you get Connor Garland and throw in somebody else from, the, from Arizona, right? Somebody else they don't want to pay. Who's, okay. who's the young uh, center they took a couple of years back? Schmaltz? No, no, he's good. Clayton um, Keller? Not not Keller. The other like first round pick who played for Team Canada, who I don't think he's really produced at all. Oh, Merkley. Who? Merkley. No, I'll look up the roster. Go, continue. Sorry. Anyway, so so you oh, get Barrett Hayton. Barrett Hayton. Yeah, Barrett Hayton. All right, so you get the two of them, right? So it's a switch. You get you know we get Connor Garland, we get him. Are are at least for Connor Garland? Do you think after the year he's had that Wade Allison or Tanner Lozinski is going to be able to to beat him out for a spot? No. They're going to be on the. They're going to be battling for the fourth line. So that's that is crazy to think about. Um, listen, I, I maybe it's just fans who just want some hope, and if that's the case, yeah. I understand that. It's but. just anything well, except I, what we're watching, which I yeah, am on board we, for, just not in that fashion. Yeah, you, a you lot of fans are in a place where they don't know what they want, but they want something different, and I totally get that. But you're just setting yourself up to be disappointed by what you're getting next. Then, like if if you're if you're that, if you're, if you're, I don't even want to say judgment, if your expectations of what you're seeing right now, like you shouldn't be watching young players at the end of the season with the idea of like, okay, wow, this is what our team's going to look like next year, because it almost certainly never looks like that. It's, it should be like, okay, this is what these guys might be able to bring. And just maybe one of them is going to be able to make this, make a spot out of camp. Like maybe we see Cam York at the end of the year and we see like, oh, okay, he has NHL third pair written on him right now. Like, he, and he'll be ready. You know, like, you don't... But even then, they they have to prove it in camp again, and then through the beginning of the season that they can stick around. So, you don't make franchise or team-changing decisions based on... Really based on anything that happens in the final 10 games of a season or something, you know? Because by that point, everything... Yeah. Everything is set into motion at that point. Everything that you saw throughout the whole year is what you're going to continue to see. So, I... yeah, and and as we said, like even though people, this is a continuation of wanting something new because I've seen the same like lineups for next season where people blow it up, and that's not even feasible. Like, not only does Chuck mm-hmm. Fletcher not, whether or not you agree with it, there's no way that you can honestly tell yourself that Chuck Fletcher is sitting there right now. And after being one game away from the Eastern conference finals, after this bad season, he's sitting there and he's like, you know what? We're just going to blow it up. Like, I'm going to trade Patrick after he comes off a, a head injury for the past like year and a half. Um, value couldn't be lower. Lindblom value couldn't be lower. Um, like pretty much any young player value could not be lower. I'm going to blow it up, trade them when their values low and we're just going to go full rebuild mode. Like, 
that, GMs in general don't blow it up. Like, yeah, that's just not going to happen. Don't happen until a team bottoms out for like three years in a row. If he blows like it up, he might as well fire himself because you're saying <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you're saying that like five years from now we're going to maybe start competing for a playoff spot again. Like imagine trying yeah. to push that up to Comcast. Hey, I know we've barely been able to win one playoff series in the last 12 years. Uh, we're just going to blow it up. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I can understand fans are, are upset and listen, I'm, I'm right alongside with them. Um, I think major changes have to be made this year, but I don't know to, to sell this low on, on these guys right now doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, and I'll say this again, people who are saying, oh, it's just trade Patrick, trade Patrick. I, I guess I'm in the vocal minority that don't really see any kind of return for him, especially with how low you'd be selling on him right now. Again, well, like you guys said, if you include him in a package, sure. But um, Those I, I are the same him. people who are probably saying sell on Couturier <laughs> for the first like four years of his career. And I'm not saying he's going to become as good as Couturier, but it's, no. it's amazing how we always talk about like Flyers – always used to sell on players young in their career and then they come back to haunt them, right? Like Mike talked about nonlinear growth of young players the last couple of podcasts. Like it, it's just amazing. There right? hasn't like, been a ton like that though. That's, I feel like that's young players? young, young players. They've sold out. Go ahead. Patrick Sharp. I mean, Patrick Sharp. Everybody JVR. goes to that one. Yeah. I mean, JVR. what do you mean? Like JVR, Patrick Sharp. Um, I'm trying to think of any other ones to come to mind, but I mean, like, I think, I mean, people were calling for us to trade Couturier for every single year until he broke 40 yeah. points. That's so yeah. it, it's it's just like a, it's one of those things, as we've all talked about, the point is that in today's game, you see these first, second overall picks who come into the league and they're dynamic game breakers right away. And it's, and that's the issue is like, he wasn't one, like Nico, he is better than him. Um, pretty He's much every first or second... Him. Yeah, like we, we just unluckily got like the one player in the last like three four years who wasn't a, pr- a productive player in the first handful of seasons he's played. So it is what it is. But unless he's a unless he's a part of a package, as we've mentioned, there's there's no trade that makes sense for Patrick straight up. I think the difference between the drawing a line between him and Coots with the growth is that I don't. I mean. It's just so tough because he hasn't played that many games. But, like, Couturier, while he wasn't producing offensively like a dynamo, he was unbelievable at shutting down other teams' lines. I that mean, was his role, though. Like, that was they specifically employed him on that team with two other players who were, like, he was skating with Ian LaPerriere. Or, not, sorry, not Ian LaPerriere. He was skating with other defensive-minded players. That, yeah. Yeah, specifically for that role. Like, but so, like, so, so they found his defensively, too. He's but they've been, never, and they've never made it a point to use him in that role either. Yeah. Like use Patrick in a defensive role. Yeah, they've yeah. Never, so they've so never truly done that. What I was going to say, so they they looked at Couturier's strengths and they said, okay, his strength is playing defensive hockey. Let's pair him with defensive minded players, and they'll become our shutdown line. I mean, we, you, we can agree with that, yes. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So Patrick, they've moved up and down the lineup and given him. Some of the best playmakers in the league. Up and down the lineup, though, over the span of his rookie year. Exactly. That's what, that's what I said at the beginning. There's and not then a missed lot. an entire There's year not a lot of games. Like, Correct. Yeah. I agree. But There's not a lot I, of games. So it's it's tough. 
But, I mean, I guess it just comes down to how much rope do you want to give him? How much leash do you want to give him? He's still I, I mean, I'll give him a full yeah, I'll give him a full season next year at least. Yeah, like I mean, I, because like if you look at the production, I mean, he's put up low thirty points in the eighty-two game season his first two years, right? So like, pretty much in line with what Couturier did, minus the fact that he misses an entire year plus because of an uh, because of head injuries of some sort, and you toss him into what we will argue is probably one of the worst Flyers team we've ever seen in like the last like yeah. 12 to... with the expectation that you're going to be a reason why this team is good. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like, just like, I mean, that, that's, that's on tough. Chuck that's... for hoping that someone coming off of that kind of injury yeah. and Lindblom recovering from cancer could be the depth of this team. I mean, we thought yeah. it, but I mean, we were just probably just too helpful. We all, yeah, we were all, we all misjudged the the degree to which missing a year and over a year of hockey does to the body, does to your hockey. Like I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Like I said, I, it's it's not a ton of games to really make up your mind, but I mean that's why Chuck is getting paid the salary he gets paid. It's because it's his job to to know. It's his job to make the right move and put the team in a better position. To succeed. So, we'll see what happens. Um, any other thoughts on the Fly Guys? We do a quick, quick trip around the league. Um, Patrick Marlowe tied Gordy Howe last night for most games played in the NHL. And he's going to pass him tomorrow. Uh, you know, knock on wood. You know, uh, that he does pass him tomorrow. He's not going to get scratched or anything, but as long as he doesn't get hurt. Um, that's a wild stat, though. I, I did not yeah, think... That really crept up on me because I did not yeah. see somebody... You know, he's not a contemporary, but I mean, he's still. I mean, we. I I love Patty Marlowe. I used to. The Sharks were like the most fun team to play as in like NHL 06. Oh, they were so stacked forever. Yeah. Um. He has now played what he's been nineties, two thousands, two thousand tens, and now the twenty twenties. So four decades of hockey Wild. he's been a part of. That's. It's it. That's that's absurd, actually. To I'm, that's kind of just dawning on me now. That is. It's wild. Is that possible? Or yeah, of course it's possible. Yeah. Sorry, but like I, that is that's just crazy to think about. I mean, hockey has been for as long as he's been alive. It's probably been what more than fifty percent of his life, like that his professional life. I, that's that's absurd. That's really it's, absurd. It's wild, man. It's wild. Those. It sucks I mean, you didn't get one. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was gonna say cup uh, or. Uh, Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. yeah, I say, I think that that's he's got. I think he's got like fourteen hundred points you know, or something. That gave me an idea for his play. Uh, that gives okay. me an idea for for a segment for uh, for next time. We'll do. I don't know when we need uh, when we want to do some, a fun segment. We could do like Hall of Fame or not, and we'll just like he's got oh, like a quick see, like. All right, hold on. Or what? The league, I, like I don't that. want to extend it. Maybe we'll save this for next time, Joe. But I'll just put this in out there now. I think. I think he's a Hall of Famer, uh, but almost 1,800 games played and under 1,200 points. Yeah, that is like his play. He's gonna, the get, last... he's gonna get a lot of he, he's gonna get a lot of dings for being like an amasser. Like he played so many games, and yeah. that's why, which isn't really true. But hey, avail- availability is a skill. That's a tough man. ratio. That's a tough ratio for a for a player. That yeah, I mean, his, Famer, his I play has significantly dropped off these past couple seasons. Yeah. That's probably why it hasn't helped him 
too much, but I, I think like like you said, like the idea of him being playing the most games ever, and on the surface he seems like a productive player. Like he's still a good skater, believe it or yeah. not. At this age, it's it's crazy. The, the coolest thing about him is he's literally been using like I, I heard it on Spit and Chicklets. Like he's been using the same pair of skates. I think maybe up until this year they like ran out finally since he like started playing or something like that. Something crazy. So. Oh man, I'm trying to make a good case for him, but 1,200 points is still a shit ton of points. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's barely had. What is that like? Barely over like point six five a game. Yeah, it's he's played a whole 600 more games to like that's. If he gets a cup, he's in. You can say that he's not going to get one though, because he's He's probably going to retire after this year. No. Yeah. Maybe. I mean it. He he had played like fourteen hundred games by the time he hit a thousand points. That's that does, that's not that's not a good ratio. But I do agree. I think he's a Hall of Fame player. Um, it's a he's got he's got the thousand point barrier. He'll hit twelve hundred, which is an automatic five hundred plus goals automatic. And like we said, most games of all time. So yeah, that that'll be a fun segment. We'll do that another day. We'll do like a, an around the league, like a yeah, you know, you make the case yeah. for uh, for a player because. Uh, it'll just be a fun segment, but yeah, we'll we'll see. He's going to pass Gordy Howe, big deal. Um, anything else you guys want to touch on from around the league? Anything else that popped out to you guys? Tom Wilson Ovi's today. one away from top five. Was it? Ovi's one away from top five all time. There you go. Goals. The greatest go goal. Was that Tom Wilson? What did he do? Well, I'll touch on Ovi real quick. He's a hundred percent the greatest goal scorer of all time. Like I don't care Correct. Yeah. whatever records yeah. Yeah. Wayne you have. Like Wayne Gretzky was scoring shots on the ice from the blue line on rushes so yeah um yeah so tom wilson today i saw the hit on i want to say sean corrali against boston um he was hurt from it it was like cut, cut across the middle he was kind of falling down and he still like finishes his hit and i think he like hits him in the back of the head and then his head might have hit the ice i didn't Oof. see the full clip but i am interested to see i'll have to kind of watch it again to really get my own opinion on it before but I am interested to see if that, just because of who he is, turns into a suspension um, if Corrales out with injury. So something to watch. I mean, looking at that now, that that's a that's a pretty extremely predatory hit. Like there we go. I mean, Wilson came across oh so solely with the intent to. I mean, that was. Yeah. The I only thing I can that... see is like, okay, he's falling down, so it changes the point of contact. But I don't know if he gets that. that I think uh, part of it too is is Wilson came, Wilson like didn't stride into the hit. He was like skating into the hit from like <laughs> Wilson abandoned his defensive position <laughs> to skate across into the middle. And I don't know. I see what you're saying. I think, I think for me, it, it always will just come down to the fact that it's Tom Wilson at the end of the day. Like he's not just yeah, because see, he's a really good player overall. Now isn't I'm not. I don't know. I'm, I'm never going to give guy the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, to be I'm. I'm watching the hit. Um, yeah, Corrali, he's he's in an awkward angle. I I wouldn't suspend Wilson for this, but at the same time, like like Mike said, like he use he loses all benefit of the doubt because of what he's done, right? I mean, yeah. you can only you can only kick someone in the ball so many times before they get sick of you. And Tom Wilson just he does it over and over and over again, and yeah, Corrales in an awkward position. Yeah, he's that's kind why of I brought falling. it up because like it wasn't like a very it wasn't like a very obvious like he should be suspended when I initially watched it because yeah. of the way he's falling. 
but I'm just kind of interested more so to see what the league, Maybe. how the league's going to treat him moving forward when it's anything like, because if Corral is hurt for a game or two, I'm interested to see if, what happens. Like the puck was already gone too. He's skating in yeah, and Corrali's head is basically at his like Tom Wilson's elbow slash like hip level when he's yeah, throwing yeah. the hit. And I, I agree. It's it, it's it's it looks worse because of Corrali was in shooting position, but to me it comes down to Wilson recognizing, oh, this guy's in a spot where he's not expecting to get hit, and he he just goes and blows him up. So I, yeah, I don't know. It's it, just just it's I, more about being smarter for me, I guess. Yeah. The less the less I get to talk about Tom Wilson, though, the, the happier I am. So I. <laughs> Anything else Not around the league, good. then, Mike? What's your give me your around around the league? Because Matt gave us uh, gave us Tom Wilson, I gave us Gordy Howe. Finish us up. What's the hat trick? Uh, I don't know if I have anything. Um, Canucks still haven't played. No, they like, played today. Oh, oh, did they? They're yeah. getting. They were getting. They won an overtime by the, the Leafs. Holy shit! God bless. Oh, they came back. They were down two nothing. Wow. I, well, you know what? Fine. This this brings it up. I was just about to say. Uh, I think I'm going to jump on the Leafs bandwagon in the playoffs. Yeah, I think it's going to be hard Simmer. not to for Simmer, for Jumbo, and because I, I produce the yeah. Leafs guy pod. Um, Some more they're a fun time. team, but they, uh, they're in the middle of like an 0-2-2 stretch right now or something like that. Like They haven't been playing well. Um, I was looking at Isle, I can't speak tonight, Isle's Twitter mm-hmm. earlier, and... Their fans are like super down on their play right now. Bruins fans are super down on the team. Caps fans are pretty happy right now for the most part. Pens fans are like, eh. Um, Sounds like the perfect time for the Flyers to make a push. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I think it's funny that we were talking about grass is greener earlier. Like, any any team across the league right now, regardless of the position, it never feels good to lose. And like team fans will always find a reason to be upset about a team. So like I, that is one thing I try to keep in mind, or at least get reminded of every now and then. Of like, oh, even though the Islanders are only you know a few points out of first place, they're still fans are still super fucking pissed that the team hasn't looked good in like a week or two. Like I mean, yeah, that's something, right? Like we at the end of the day, hockey is still the dumbest fucking sport on the planet so does not make sense but uh, all right so you're jumping on leafs i will uh I will see you in battle, my, I'm, I'm well i don't know if i'm gonna jump on them now i'll definitely be excited to watch them in the playoffs but i something's something's going on with the team right now i think they're coming back down to earth a little bit but montreal habitant allez allez mark bergevin gustafson scoring the game winner game seven <laughs> Stanley I would throw up. up. I would absolutely throw up. <laughs> I would throw myself from the ramparts or the balcony, whatever you call. I would, yeah, it would be typical Flyers fashion. So, all right, boys. Well, we got a we got a fun stretch coming up with uh, with the Devils. We have four games against the Devils coming up soon. I'm going to the game on Sunday, so I'll be excited to be back in the in the Farg and see the new screen. I haven't seen the new screen, so I'm excited to see the big uh, the big old board they got up there and pay. Uh, my firstborn son for the uh, the chickies and peach crab fries. 